Welcome to Beautiful Soul Sunday, and thank you for tuning in. Listen, we want you to be encouraged, uplifted, and strengthened in your faith as you listen to the show today. And we pray that this podcast will be a blessing to your soul. Now, here's your host, Dr. Lynn Gope. What's up, family? Grace and peace, beautiful souls. Rise and shine. It is a beautiful soul Sunday because this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. This is your host, your sister, your auntie. Yes, your girl, Dr. Lynn Gobo, is back again this week to give you another dose of the most insight, inspiration, energy, encouragement, and love. That is what I am here to give you a dose of. So come on in as I release some positive vibes to you wherever you are listening from, your phone, your home, your car, your computer, or maybe even your radio or your television this week. Listen, I want to say thank you again to all of my listeners nationwide and internationally who continue to support your girl's Godcast podcast each week. Listen, I love you and I appreciate all of you for tuning into the show. And as always, I am sending you big hearts and lots of love, even some air hugs right back to all of you all across the world. So I pray, family, that all of you beauties had an amazing week on last week. And you know what? I can say that I did have an amazing week. And guys, let me tell you, as I mentioned on last week's episode, we celebrated our younger son's 16th birthday, and it was such a blessing. And guys, I also want you to know that last week, listen, I had another great nephew to be born. And I have had, listen to this, four brand new babies in my family to be born this year including my own baby love, my grandson, who was born on Easter Sunday this year. And listen, these babies were born healthy. They are all boys with the exception of my niece, Nikki, and my nephew, James, who had their baby girl. But everyone else had baby boys and all of the babies were born healthy, praise God, without any complications. And, you know, it is such a blessing. So I want to give a shout out to my niece, Emily, and also to my sissy, Mickey, who also became a grandmother this year. She is a Mimi. Listen, I want to say congratulations. And I am, again, so grateful and thankful for all of these little lives being born. And you know what? Also, tomorrow, at least where I am, is the first day of school. And I know a lot of the kids have already gone back to school. But listen, I just want to speak a blessing over the children as they enter back into the classroom this year. And I want to just pray a prayer of protection over the students and also over the faculty. So, Father God, I ask in the name of Jesus, that as we enter into this new school year, God, I pray that you will watch over our children. I pray that you will keep them safe. I pray, dear Heavenly Father, that you will protect them. Lord God, I pray that as they go off to school each day, their parents will not have to worry. And even though 
prayer has been taken out of the schools. God, we can still pray and speak your blessings over our children and over every teacher, every educator in the name of Jesus. God, we thank you. We ask that you will keep your hand of protection upon them, God, throughout this next year. I pray that your Holy Spirit will walk up and down college campuses, will walk in the classrooms of grade schools, middle schools, and high schools in the name of Jesus. God, we thank you. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your protection. And God, we ask you all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I really felt led to do that because, you know, we have had so many things to happen and school shootings and different things like that. And so I just want to pray and speak God's blessings over our children because when our children enter into the classroom, they really should not have to worry about someone coming in and doing harm to them simply because someone is wigged out, stressed out. And because someone is on edge and, you know, family, that is what I want to talk to you about this week, what it means to be on edge. And, you know, to be on edge means that or at least the definition of being on edge means that you are dealing with dangerous situations and that you are taking many risks And when someone is on edge, it literally means that they are about to snap. And, you know, there was a song that was released in 1982. It was entitled The Message. And some of you may remember the lyrics of the song. The song was by Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. And it was also a single by Sugar Hill Records. And the lyrics said, don't push me because I'm close to the edge or don't push me because I'm close to the edge. But the message was an early prominent hip hop song to provide a social commentary. The song's lyrics describe the stress of living in the inner city and also living in poverty. And in the final verses, It is described how a child is born in the ghetto without perspective in life and how that person is lured away in crime, like the lyrics of the song and the meaning behind the song. It is really very sinister when you pay attention to what the song is actually saying and watch this, the message that it is trying to convey. And the song ends with a brief skit in which the band members are arrested for no clear reason. So listen, the message in the song really lets you in the minds of those who may have grown up in situations where they were not favorable. And the rhythm track has been sampled in various hip hop songs including Sinbad's 1990 comedy album, which was entitled Brain Damaged. The remix for the 1993 song, Check Yourself, or you guys know I didn't say that right, Check Yourself, okay, by Ice Cube and the 1997 song, Can't Nobody Hold Me Down by Puff Daddy, P. Diddy, or Sean Puffy Combs, you know who I'm referring to. But again, 
The lyrics of the song says, don't push me because I'm close to the edge. And we have heard, especially in the body of Christ and in churches, that push means to pray until something happens. And listen, if you are close to the edge, then you absolutely need to be pushed, not off the cliff, not over the edge, but pushed into praying until something happens. In the book of St. Luke, chapter 18, verses one through eight, it says this, and he spake a parable unto them to this end that men ought always pray and not faint. There was in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him, saying, Avenge me of my adversary. In other words, what she was saying is that I need someone who is willing to vindicate me. I need someone to retaliate against my adversary. Why? Because I am being pushed to my limit. And verse 4 says, And he would not for a while, but Afterward, he said within himself, though I fear not God nor regard man, yet because this widow has troubled me, I will avenge her because basically if I don't, she is going to continue to come and worry me about it. Or the Bible says that she would weary him, which means to subdue, to annoy to antagonize and basically or eventually disable me. Verse six says, and the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge says. And verse seven says, and shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them. Verse eight says, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. So listen, you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to stress out over your enemy or what the enemy is trying to do to you because God says, vengeance is mine. I will repay. And verse eight even validates that he is saying, I will avenge them speedily. So this was a parable about a persistent widow woman. And in St. Luke chapter four, verses nine through 13, which these are my zoom in verses, it says this, and he brought him to Jerusalem and set him on a pinnacle. Now, when it says that he brought him to Jerusalem, it is speaking of Satan bringing Jesus to a pinnacle of the temple. And he said unto him, if thou be the son of God, cast yourself down. And verse 10 says, for it is written, he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee. Verse 11 says, and in their hands, they shall bear thee up, lest at any time you dash your foot against a stone. And verse 12 says, and Jesus answering him said this, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. And when the devil had ended all of his temptation, he departed from Jesus for a season. So let me set this up for you. After Jesus was baptized, he journeyed into the wilderness for 40 days 
and he was tempted by Satan telling him to turn stones into bread because Jesus wasn't just in the wilderness for 40 days, but he was on a fast. And so the enemy came to him trying to tempt him to eat or to break his fast. And the enemy was trying to win Jesus over by telling him, listen, if you throw yourself off of this cliff, angels will come. They will rescue you. But Jesus combated the enemy with the word of God. And he said to him, you should not tempt the Lord thy God. But how many of us would be in the same situation where the enemy is tempting us? We are already on the edge, right? And the enemy is tempting us and we end up falling prey to the enemy's temptation. Listen, that is easy to do, especially when you are already on edge. We are living in a time where people are on edge. The edge is a place where you are not quite fed up or at your wit's end, but you are close enough to your breaking point. Listen, it is dangerous whenever you come into contact with someone who is at their breaking point because everything can seem to be normal on the outside, but there is turmoil and complete utter chaos going on down on the inside of a person who appears to have everything together when that person is really insane or cray cray, okay? Sometimes it is hard to detect when someone is on the edge because you will have a tendency to think that that person is okay. And let me tell you, those people are so dangerous because You are not seeing the true character of that person, not realizing that they have been pushed to their limit because to push something or someone means to intimidate or threaten. And this is the type of push I want to talk about because it is the kind of push that will cause you to want to push back. But listen, before I get into that, I am going to take a short break. And when I come back, we are going to talk about this and get into it some more. So stay tuned and I will be right back after this brief announcement. Hey, what's up, family? Listen, if you have not heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it is absolutely free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so that it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many other podcast platforms. And guess what? You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome back to the show, beauties. So before the break, I was, of course, talking about when someone pushes you to your limit. 
And I talked about how you will be tempted when you are being pushed to push back against that person. And whenever you talk about being pushed or whenever you are pushed towards something or even away from something, it means that some type of pressure is being applied. It means that you are making a move, but you are doing it by force. And, you know, I was just sharing this passage of scripture with someone on last week. It is out of the book of St. Matthew, chapter 11, verse 12. And it says this, the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God suffers violence and the violent take it by force. In other words, sometimes if you want something bad enough, you have to get violent. But whenever you are going to apply pressure against a thing, you want to make sure that you mean business. You want to make sure that you are being insistent as well as consistent and persistent. Because whenever you apply pressure against anything, what you have to understand is that you have to persevere. That's what the widow did in our scripture text out of the book of St. Luke. She applied pressure to the judge of the city, but watch this. In the other scripture that we read, it was the enemy who was applying pressure to Jesus. So listen, in one verse of scripture, the widow was applying pressure, but in another verse of scripture, the enemy is the one who is doing the pressing. In one verse of scripture, the widow is looking for someone to press her enemies. But in the other verse of scripture, it is the enemy who is applying pressure. In other words, the widow woman needed someone to push on her behalf. But sometimes when you are overwhelmed and you are unable to fight, and especially in your weak moments, just like when the enemy came to Jesus while he was fasting in a very weak, vulnerable moment, Listen, when you are able to fight or you are too weak to fight, you better find someone who can fight on your behalf and defeat your adversary and defeat the enemy on your behalf because she needed someone to fight for her and she began to be a little pushy herself. But you can tell by the response of the judge that what he said to the widow woman was that this widow is troubling me because she is wearing me out. And because she is wearing me out, I will avenge her lest by her continual pushing or coming to me, she wears me down. And you know, sometimes persistence is key because the Bible says if we are in need of anything, all we have to do is ask God. But how many of you know that you can still ask God and be persistent or even remind God, listen, the enemy is coming at me and I need someone to fight for me. I need someone to avenge my enemies. In other words, wear me out if you have to. I mean, that's what happened with the judge and the widow woman. It's like, let me help her before she wears me out because she is worrying me. In other words, 
the literal translation of that word worry or weary. It literally means, guys, to hit someone under the eye. So listen, she was so annoying. She was so antagonizing and irritating over disabling and dismantling her enemy that I can only imagine he must have thought if she comes at me one more time, I'm going to punch her in the face. But when you are desperate for something, how many of you know that sometimes you have to be irritating? When you need a prayer answered or a breakthrough and you don't have time to say a long prayer and you need to just convey to God, listen, I need for you to come to my rescue. I need for you to help me right now. Listen, when you are believing God and expecting God to move, sometimes you have to be pushy enough to get on someone else's nerves. This widow woman pushed the judge. She wore him out. She said, avenge me of my adversary. She needed some help, some relief. She needed a breakthrough. And listen, if you want something bad enough, you will do whatever it takes in order to get some relief and to see some results. If you are truly going to push or if you are going to pray, until something happens, then you have to be willing to press. That's the reason why Paul told us in the book of Philippians chapter 3, verse 14, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. That word press literally means to apply pressure. And sometimes you have to watch this, apply pressure to your prayers. Oh my goodness. When you begin to push, it's not just the type of press that causes you to endure or persevere, but it is the type of press or push that is so desperate in your persistence that you will continue to fight through any obstacle or any discouragement whenever you are face to face with the enemy. You have to have the fortitude to stand and be steadfast, unmovable to the point that it means you won't allow the enemy to keep pushing you. But when the enemy is pushing you, it will cause you to push back against the enemy in such a way that you won't be intimidated by him or interrogated by him, but you will stand up, push back against the enemy. And instead of the enemy posing a threat to you, you will pose a threat to the enemy. And when that happens, you are not close to breaking down. You are not close to giving up. You are not close to stressing out and you are not close to the edge because you are close to receiving your breakthrough. It may look like you are surrounded by the enemy, but I want you to know that when you feel like your back is against the wall, Listen, you may feel surrounded by the enemy, but know that the enemy is surrounded by God. And Jesus reminded him of that when the enemy came at him and tried to tempt him. Jesus answered the enemy and he said, do not put the Lord your God to the test. I love that because in essence, God turned to the enemy and he said, listen, don't push me because I'm close to the edge. In other words, devil, I'm not going to be tempted by you. I'm not going to listen to you and I'm not going to obey you. I'm not going to jump off of this pinnacle 
But listen, don't push me either, because if you push me, then you are in trouble. If you push me, you better be ready for a fight, because if you push me, I'm pushing back. And if you push me, if you keep coming at me and if you keep messing with me and tempting me, trying to get me to comply and fall into your trap, then you better be ready for a fight. Just because I allowed you into my space and I allowed you to lead me to the top of this pinnacle, don't get it twisted and don't push me because I'm close to the edge. That is the reason why we are instructed not to give place to the devil. In other words, don't even allow him to proposition you, but combat the enemy with the word of God. And you know what? If the enemy was smart, he wouldn't push you in the first place because ultimately he's not pushing you to give up. He's not pushing you to throw in the towel. He is pushing you to pray. He didn't know that what he was actually doing was pushing you toward your miracle, and toward your breakthrough. And listen, I want to encourage you today to be watchful and to be mindful of the enemy's tactics because when the enemy is leading you or taking you to a high place, make sure that you are not just being led by a spirit, but you are being led by the spirit of God. Before I end the show today, I just want to say this. It is okay not to be okay. If you feel like you are on edge, listen, I want you to push. Pray until something happens. Pray until you receive your breakthrough. And this is the quote that I want to leave with you today. Don't push me because I'm close to the edge of my miracle and my breakthrough. Listen, beauties, that is my time. Remember that when you need a breakthrough and when the enemy is coming at you and when the enemy is pushing you, listen, you can always push back against the enemy and pray until something happens. So keep living your best life for Christ, which is a blessed life. Keep feasting on the word of God. Be intentional to be a blessing to someone else. Stay positive, stay healthy, body, soul, and spirit. Always be kind, keep a beautiful mind, and listen, never ever forget who God called you to be, purposed you to be, and created you to be. And that is a beautiful, dope soul. God bless you. We hope you enjoyed the show today. Don't forget to subscribe to Beautiful Soul Sunday on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, or any other podcast platform. Also, follow Beautiful Soul Sunday on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or visit our website at beautifulsoulsunday.com. Until next time, blessings, grace, and peace be multiplied.